0: I... I am a leader. It has to be that way. There are other ways. I'm not sure that I... Mind and heart, soul and body. We need to be in touch with all. And you, Tysan? Are you in touch with all? Welcome to Series 3, Episode 20 of Conversations in the Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Carlin. Hey there. We have episode notes done by Matt and myself. So, Series 3, Episode 20, the screenplay was done by Carrie Rose. It was directed by John Reed. And the episode synopsis were read out by Sabine.
1: Tysan reaches out to the Guardian, while Luke gets closer to Ellie. May searches for a way out, and Ryan discovers the truth.
0: Alright panel, let's jump into that opening scene. Because Luke wakes a sleeping Tysan with her summons to the Guardian. Though Tysan initially attempts to say that she will saunter along when she is good and ready, Luke insists that it has to be this very moment. On arrival, the Guardian apologizes for frightening her earlier and admits that he sometimes wants companionship. See, panel, we have kind of discussed San's kind of plan here and the the dangers of what could happen. But yeah, what did you make of this moment here and her commitment to it? Honestly, he would they
1: would not even let her get dressed. See summoned there in her nightgown? That's... Mm. yeah. Mm, I have opinions on that. You know, it's... I mean, for, first, the Guardian is all oh, but things have to be pure and chaste. And now he summons a girl in a nightgown who surprisingly wears something that even covers her at all. Yeah, I mean, I I get where she's coming from, but it's... Like, yeah,
0: is she I, really I, in control here? It's, it's very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous.
1: It, it really is. It's. She thinks she is in control, and she is good at playing this game, but I do think Alice has a fair point. It is... A dangerous games he's playing, and with the Guardian's level of mood swings, it's easier to get on his bad side than on his good side, so yeah, it's it's tricky.
2: Given her expression after uh, Alice's warning, and even though she reassures Alice that she's got a handle on this and she can't back down now, there's this look of uncertainty she gives after that, and I, I wonder... You know, it seems to me that look is on purpose, that uh Tysan is somewhat doubting herself, doubting that she has a full handle on this, but is determined to see it through. And I wonder if that determination comes from her failure with Lex. She she sussed Lex out really quick. She tried to take him under her wing, she tried to use her method. She figured, you know, he's sexually repressed. If I if he does if he's not dealing with that kind of repression, he can be more productive. And discovered that, no, it's deeper than that, you know. Um, And she gave up really quick. She read read him out and was like, okay, never mind. You're not worth my time. Which, totally Mm -hmm. fair, okay. But then she watched in season two, Alice decide to take on Lex. And she tried to warn Alice. Like, I don't want to see you get hurt by him. Because he really is a waste of your time. You try and fix him. And then she saw Alice actually succeed in some way. Getting through to Lex and pulling him out of his funk and encouraging him to be a productive member of his tribe. And Tyson was genuinely surprised by that. And then I I do think it plays a huge part in why she doesn't back down with the guardian, even though the red flags are everywhere. And even she seems to be doubting if she can handle this. I think there's a part of her that regretted not giving Lex a chance when she saw someone else succeed at it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, she had to go through that whole questioning. Am I really a decent person? Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff, right? (laughs) And and so I do wonder if that plays a huge part in why Tyson decides to go so hard with this and not give up on the Guardian, even though she'd have every right to say, you know what, I think this is too big for me, and I think he might be too far gone for me (laughs) to even try to reach out to. Um, Because that little look of doubt says a lot to me and uh it's she's uh she right now she's at that precipice of trauma bonding with him, and um it would be better if she let go and gave him you know you're i can't I can't do this but I, I I think a past experience with Lex is fueling her determination uh to to do that because she had written Lex off as a lost soul, and Alice proved that he wasn't entirely lost, you know and Tyson benefited from that at the end. You know what I mean? Because of Alice's hard work, yeah. Tyson got a husband. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah. think so, I think some of us will go through life feeling like we need to help somebody, and can become very obsessed with helping someone and not wanting to give up on someone um, or leave someone. Maybe we had past abandonment issues of our own, things like that, and it, it makes us hang on when perhaps we should have given this person up maybe it wasn't our place to be the one to fix them you know and this scene it it's so sad because this is actually a good scene i like this conversation and i like the chemistry between alice and faisan it's a touch of what they used to have when they trusted each other and just shared things and um, there's no hint of resentment between them and uh It sucks, though, because Mm -hmm. this is one of those scenes that would have more impact if the story leading up to it was better. And this this episode for me is full of scenes like this, where they're like great conclusions to great stories we didn't get. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
2: (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) There's one tiny bit that keeps playing on my mind with this though. I mean, Alice tells her, you know, maybe you should stop and i wonder which part of Tysan realizes that it might be dangerous for her to stop at this point as well just simply because of how explosive the guardian could respond if she suddenly takes the attentions he's giving him out of play because he's, i think uh, he he would definitely fair, become so. unhinged or well more unhinged uh yeah that's that's fair because i yeah, yeah i can imagine it would be rather dangerous for Everyone in that mall because who would he take that out on would he take that out on tyson or not, or on the others?
3: Yeah, it does seem like it's pretty dangerous for uh, for tyson. It seems like there's some type of a uh, Syndrome happening where she's like, you know, maybe at first it was just about only getting what you want from the guardian but then now, you know, you put up that uh, Imaginary world long enough. You'll start to believe it and now she um, really cares for him in a sense. So, yeah, it's pretty bad.
2: I do had I did have one question, one criticism of the way this played out. What does Tysan do? <laughs> because I was like, when Luke comes to her, she's asleep, <laughs> demanding for her. It's not. It's obviously in morning time, you know, because everybody's you know they're chosen and everybody are awake. It's not like you know it, it doesn't. Establish that it's still nighttime. So not only is she sleeping in But two she's like um, I'm going to get dressed and I'm going to do my morning <laughs> Meditations and I was like You mean you have time to Do all that as a slave You have time mm-hmm. to Do your ablutions and your Morning meditations as a Slave really um, That made me and- laugh so much <laughs> And then later when Alice is cleaning up Ryan's Mess here comes Tyson just like oh, don't worry, you won't be doing that for much longer. It's like, what do you do, Tyson? (laughs) Aside from serve people drinks on trays, what is your role? (laughs) Curious.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They have abandoned pretty much any type of... (laughs) I'm just like, this is (sighs) bad. I can't tell what the
1: slaves do. Uh, That depends on how pretty you are.
0: They barely do anything. It's just ridiculous.
1: It's it's just weird. (laughs) And and it's even weirder at this point in time. I mean, in the beginning, they could have been given, you know, less harsher tasks because of someone uh, deciding that was what the Supreme Mother wanted. But right now, no. (laughs) It makes no sense.
2: I just thought that was kind of funny. I'm like... You get, you would have time to do all those things in the morning, really? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the slaves aren't just put directly to work? You know, <laughs> apparently not. I wish I had that amount of time. Like, <laughs> I don't even have time to do morning meditation. For Pete's <laughs> sake, I got stuff to do.
0: <laughs> I mean, it would make sense if she gets up early and then does that stuff, but then <laughs> wake her up. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs>
2: she was, a, she was sleeping in, <laughs> having a nice lion. Getting her eight hours, yeah. And then there's. It sounds like she makes a
0: choice. I'm doing my things first, and when I finish, then I'll come and do the slavery bits.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's nice.
0: That's so nice. She has that ability. She
1: she took the pamphlets to heart, saying no to slavery.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I did like how Alice Alice's warning comes when she also warns her sister. At least they they kind of put that back together (laughs) in Alice's mind. She wasn't just warning Taisanoff, she was warning her sister as well. Good in a similar situation.
2: She put her in, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So that was at least nice that they made Alice kind of realise that.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, she shows so much concern for people in this episode. I just wish she did that earlier for Patsy and Chloe.
0: Casey, I'm going to talk about Casey for a little bit. You're looking at the official Oracle of Zoot. Official What? It's like Zoot speaks to me. what a scam. Uh, not really. Sometimes I actually can't hear. Him. Whoa, he ain't as weird as Aya. I don't wanna know. Panel, um like you can assume that this was just Casey going along with his own scheme. But on the other hand, his closest to a fish like, kinda makes this statement strange. At least I in, in my mind it's kinda strange. Like what, what
2: did you make of that? At nothing. I have no idea what Casey's talking about mm-hmm. or they, if they did it's something odd. with this, yeah, they they don't do anything with it. So it's was just it this... supposed to
0: be something? Like right, it just comes it's... out of nowhere. Like oh, I hear him sometimes. Like hmm? where did I come from? <laughs>
2: like, are you covering your tracks, Casey, or was this meant to mean something that they just never did anything? with?
0: I,
1: I can only assume he would
0: be covering his tracks. I, that's what I would think. But Fish Eye is like his close friend. They do know, they know all yeah. their tricks and deals. Like mm, it's a weird thing to say to someone you're like, you do doing with. And I, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Especially when you've already said, I got myself a gig. Yeah. You,
0: <laughs> <Exactly. order." laughs>
2: you know, you've made it clear that, you know, I, I found a way to get away yeah. with what I want to do with the chosen. You wouldn't admit that if you were afraid, if he was covering himself in front of fisheye for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I wouldn't give up that information. I wouldn't, you know, express that. Oh, I'm just messing around. I'm just yeah. You, you use know that what word I mean. Mm. So it makes less sense that he would then say something to cover his tracks with fish It's Like, are mm. you concerned he'd say something? Then why did you mention? You know what I mean? It's, I just, I don't know what they were going for there.
0: Odd. Yeah. Mm. I, I really don't know if it was like a, a storyline they meant to go ahead with, but didn't. I. Yeah.
1: Or if
2: someone forgot
0: that he wasn't <laughs> actually hearing <laughs> He wasn't actually talking, yeah.
2: It's been an interesting storyline, but...
3: Yeah. It
2: could have been. Yeah.
3: It's just another typical Casey build-up that leads to nowhere.
0: Well, that would have been... I, thought, I think that would have been a really good storyline.
3: Like if,
0: mm-hmm. Because we've seen all different ways people can get indoctrinated and stuff. I see people throwing themselves in, we see people holding back. It could, it could have been an interesting angle to go for. Yeah. But. I mean, speci-
1: especially with him, because, yeah. you know, he's, he is actually, he got himself in with the Chosen because that was his safest option. And, you know, the one that had the most advantages to him, but he's also basically been abandoned by his own tribe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I could, have I could see it happening that you would get indoctrinated. I just wish we could have seen more of it if that were the case, mm. or if that were meant to be the case. Yeah, wasted opportunity there. Agreed. Someone write a fan fiction about that,
0: please. Yeah, that's another what if. That could have been really interesting. You've seen him again, haven't you? Actually, he came to see me. Oh. Like popped in for a chat or an official visit? He's not like the others, Alice. He told me stuff about himself. Private stuff. He just wants a better world for everyone, Alice. Like we do.
1: You're not falling for him, are you, Ellie?
0: No way. Look, all I'm saying is that the enemy's human. He's still the enemy, though. That's right. Don't you forget it. So yeah, um, a couple of things. How did you feel about Luke's reasonings to Ellie about the chosen, um, and obviously Alice's worries about her sister, obviously falling for him?
2: <gasps> it proves he's the first version of Jay. Well, I mean that that's obvious once Jay shows up and does the exact same thing, it's just mm-hmm. you know it's just the Luke storyline done again. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer because this is actually a really good storyline um and it's a nice exploration of trauma bonding and or Stockholm syndrome, which they don't call it that anymore, but um people are more familiar with that term, and this is how it forms you know you you develop empathy for your captor. you start to they you know they become humanized in your eyes as Actual people with their own issues. And um, if they're nice to you, especially when you are aware the power dynamics would allow them to be not nice to you, you you can form an attachment to them. And so this is just very realistic. And, of course, Ellie is perfectly primed to be in this situation. Mm -hmm. I don't think Luke is purposely manipulating her because he seems to have convinced himself. Like this is what he wants to believe about himself. He wants to justify the terrible things he has played along with and agreed to. And, you know, so that it's like, no, I'm a good person. I'm a decent human being. I'm doing this stuff for good reasons. Uh, and it's, he seems almost desperate for her to see that, for her to understand that about him. Cause it matters to him that he isn't seen as a monster. Um, And needs some way to justify what he has played a part in and what he has done. He, you know, because he's attracted to this girl, he does not want her to see him in such a negative light. It's very important to him. And, uh, I, it's, it's, I'm scared for Ellie at this moment. You know what I mean? Like I would for anyone in, um, because she's so vulnerable and the power dynamic between them is so uneven. And mm-hmm. it works. If like, if Luke wasn't, if I, okay, <laughs> I know Luke isn't doing this on purpose, but it's still very scary because he's still using the same manipulative tactics of someone who would be doing this on purpose to manipulate this young girl and get her sympathies. And
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, even though I don't think he's doing it because of those reasons, this is exactly how, how, what someone would do for those reasons to, you know, win over this naive young woman.
0: I was going to say, yeah, when he offered the message to Jack, I was like, mm.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're saying all the right things yeah. like make you a creep. Luke um, <laughs> convenient that you're saying these things while not acknowledging you're the reason Jack's got like, even the way he says, I made sure that Jack would be okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like taking credit for that rather than acknowledging It's your you and your people, the reason Jack was taken away in the first place, Luke. Let's ignore that and just focus on the one good thing you did by keeping Jack alive. But you're only telling her this now. Mm, Interesting, Luke. You never mentioned to her before that, by the way, I just wanted you to know that, you know, know, when she was scared for his life and all that Mm jazz, you never thought to comfort her and let her know that he was okay you waited till now when you definitely have a vested interest in her liking you you know what i'm saying it's just it's it's a bit creepy it's a bit (laughs) like okay luke okay nice time to be like oh by the way your (laughs) boyfriend i made sure he's still alive and i could i could get him a message it's like oh (laughs) i think she would have liked that a lot sooner luke you know
3: yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the coffin. There's definitely some syndrome going on here that's uh, a bit unhealthy, but it kind of made me wish that Ellie would have ended up with Luke towards the end because um, I think everything that she did here is very inappropriate, and I don't think she deserves jack. Uh,
2: Who agreed? I don't think anything. I don't agree with you guys. Um, I can't. I'm sorry. I Ellie is the victim in this situation. She is not in any position to give consent to what's happening between she and Luke. Luke is being inappropriate. Not only is he older, but he is her captor. He has the power to do anything he wants to her. The, the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I can, I'm not going to blame Ellie for falling into this. Not only was this not her idea, it was her sister's idea, but she's being manipulated. You <laughs> know, it's like she. She couldn't say yes to this even if she genuinely wanted to, you know? Like, this is not Ellie's fault. Uh. I do think it's interesting that only after uh, Alice notices that her sister has positive things to say about Luke, now she's concerned. She wasn't concerned about her sister's safety before, but now she's concerned? Like, now, okay, I gotta remember, Alice is young, these guys are teenagers, And there are even adults who don't understand certain attachment theories and what can happen Mm -hmm. when you're captive by somebody. Um, Like, I don't know. I mean, my first experience of hearing about Stockholm Syndrome was the Patty Hearst story. I don't know if any of you guys heard about that. But Short story. It's basically where Stockholm Syndrome, the name, came from. But uh, anyway, she was kidnapped during, I think it was like a bank robbery or something like that. She was like a rich heiress. And when she is seen again, she's on the side of these people she's got a gun in her hand, and she's helping them commit their crimes and Of course, people were like, "What the frick you know <laughs> and she was supposed to be a victim, and yet she's helping them and even you know these are grown people who couldn't understand what had happened to her during her captivity that she could join in with her captives. You know what I'm saying and uh so I can't really blame Alice for not foreseeing something like this could happen by putting her sister in this situation, but just 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 being worried about her sister's safety should have been enough to not push her into this situation. Yeah, that's, that's I fair. Think. But I kind of, yeah, I kind of feel bad for her because Alice stayed steadfast this whole time, and she's watching the people around her drop like flies to the chosen influence. That's got to be a lonely place to be even if some of it is definitely her fault.
0: Well, it's not that simple, May. How do we know we can trust you anymore? Look, just give me a chance. I'll do anything. Anything? Sure. I'll even burn my robes in front of them if you like. That might not be necessary. How do you feel about taking over where Patsy left off? Yeah, um, May's change of heart. um, And yeah, what did you make of Alice and Lex's reaction to this? (laughs)
2: okay their reactions are totally valid 100% you know what I mean like excuse me like I think they should have done a better job if they want me to believe that May genuinely cares about Patsy being taken away they should have done more work in forming their relationship (laughs) I'm like when she says you know Patsy and I were close and I'm like did we (laughs) (laughs) i never saw that between the two of you Bay. um i think like, i buy you being concerned because she got naked yeah. but mm-hmm. if you want me to believe it's because you two were buddies i'm having a little trouble with that one but um <laughs> <laughs> and, and so um alice and lex both being like you know excuse me <laughs> Oh, now you want to be one of us again? We can't trust you, you know? That's valid. Um, mm-hmm. May's performance, though, makes me love it. Even though... <laughs> I'm sorry, her performance is fabulous. She, I love... It's May. She's so good! She's so freaking good! Laura, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, like, this perfect, slimy, but likable worm. <laughs> and, um... Maybe she did care about Patsy. You know what I mean? But again, it's just like the conclusion to something they didn't let us see.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, if we'd actually seen them have a friendship, this would work so much better. Cause we would actually mm-hmm. believe that she's genuinely upset that they took her friend. Like, screw this. It's really not worth it. And, but they didn't. So I'm like, I totally yeah. buy you doing it just for your own survival. That's fine. Yeah. That's totally fair. <laughs>
0: See, that, that will be fair, but it's like, it's, it's, the timing is off. It's weird. Like, why now, eh? It's a bit weird. Like, you're in a cushy position. You're the baby minder of Brady. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's odd. Yeah, I just find it odd.
2: Yeah, because that's how they wrote her. They They showed her as only being concerned with elevating herself, which, again, cool. I don't have a problem with that yeah. at all. But then to make it seem like she's upset because of a sentimental reason... And I'm like, mm. but you didn't show her having that kind of attachment to Patsy or caring at all. Um, so it doesn't work as being the catalyst for her not wanting to do this anymore. If her catalyst was more that if they could take Patsy away and they could take Chloe away, that means they could take any of us away. So even if playing their game doesn't keep me safe, that would make sense if that was why May was like, I don't want to play their game anymore because it doesn't guarantee me safety. Mm-hmm. I was playing it because I thought I'd be safe. Now I have proof that it doesn't matter, and because she didn't know in that moment, she's making the decision. She still hasn't learned that Patine, yeah, you know, Chloe were spying for Alice, you know, and um, that's why she they got taken away. So if it was just like a realization that playing the game with the Chosen doesn't guarantee her safety, that's more believable because of what they've shown us than her. Being upset her friend was taken away because they didn't show Patsy and May having a friendship Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree Um, Although it's valid for the Mallrats to feel how they feel about May because of the whole uh, Doll situation and to her never proving her kind of loyalty um, This is this is kind of the same reason why May Does what she does because she's just never felt a part of any group before because they never really trust her and it's her fault you know she does things that (laughs) you shouldn't you shouldn't trust her with but um yeah it's it's an interesting dynamic for May. or i say this is what makes may as a character just uh never having both feet into a a tribe per se Mm.
0: the Mm
3: -hmm. benefits yeah Mm -hmm. the benefits and um consequences of it
2: she's like her own worst enemy (laughs) Like she wants that closeness of a family, but she can't ever allow herself to be trustworthy or be part of the family, you know, and so the family doesn't fully accept her. And then she feels bummed about that and it's like, no one's ever accepted me. And it's like, gee, I wonder why sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Getting in her own way, I guess.
0: And do you think Lex's reaction was justified?
2: I loved it. It was very funny. (laughs) Her conversation with Lex was funnier to me because Laura is just on target with that whole thing. I love what she says. The mortality rate for spies is, you know, it's not great, dude. It's pretty high. So, I mean, why would I volunteer to do this if I was just going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's a dangerous job I'm volunteering to do, dude. (laughs) If you get your way, I'll screw up and die. So, (laughs) And then I just love the way she delivers her last line. So what's the job (laughs) then? I love that Mm. conversation.
1: It is so very much me. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, her utter lack of remorse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah, that was yesterday, okay? Like, whatever. (laughs) But, you know,
1: say a lot of things about it, but May at least is who she is
2: consistent.
1: You know, she's clear about who she is. Yeah, exactly. She's consistent. No, you don't know if you can trust her 100%. -hmm. But
2: you can trust that she'll do what's in her best interest. That is true. (laughs) Of course, there's the the dilemma of what is in her best interest right now? At least it's something
1: someone like Lex should be able to understand that. Better than any. That's why he doesn't
3: trust her. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Which is the smart choice. It's a dilemma. It's like, okay, she's going to do what's in her best interest, but what happens, what is in her best interest at the moment? I'm not Mm. certain.
0: It's a lot like Ebony in a way.
2: I mean, in a way, it does feel like there are some things not being said, but for the most part, I do think these are good scenes. I just don't think the lead up to these scenes were written very well. So, they're good, but they're, they are could have been great. Yeah. Tell me you didn't agree, Selene.
0: Say you told them where to go, please. Why, I had no choice. You're one of them, aren't you? You don't need to pretend anymore. Okay, yeah. Does Celine's backstory endear you more to her situation and her inability to tell ryan what's going on or not (laughs) it's so infuriating
1: i guess it makes sense that yeah it's a lot to tell him but come on see like most people should be able to understand why she needs to tell ryan what's going on i mean he try to make us feel bad for her because he knows what it's like to grow up without a dad. Well, in that case, Celine do better. Make sure that doesn't happen. What does he honestly think he can gain from not telling Ryan?
2: I both like this and don't like it and I both understand and empathize with Celine while at the same time I'm like this isn't working. I know what you're trying to do, but it's not working. One, I already knew Celine grew up without a father. I already knew how much a father meant to her. Back in season one, when she was so adamant that her fear that Ray wasn't living up to what she thought a man should be, a father should be, the idea that he would abandon Trudy, she had the strongest reaction to it, um, even more so than any of the others. It bothered her a lot because it was personal to her. The idea, like, she was so enamored. That's part of why she was so enamored of him, because she thought he was a guy sticking around to raise his child. And she was like, oh, my gosh, he's amazing, you know? and um, you know, not wanting to believe that he'd ever walk out on Trudy in the baby. This meant a lot to her. It was so personal. So for me, this isn't anything new. I'm learning about Celine. So pulling this out of their pocket to try and win brownie points. I'm like, yeah, but I knew that I knew how Celine felt about this sort of thing. So try something else. Um, two, I'm having trouble with it because Celine hasn't actually shown any sort of regret for ryan's sake that he won't be there for his child she's talking yeah. about oh i know what it's like to go out without a father so she's thinking of herself and she's thinking about her kid but she's not thinking about but how would it affect ryan to have his child taken away from him mm-hmm. yeah, your dad walked out that's very different than your dad being denied being in your life which you are going to do to your kid. So it doesn't feel like um, a moment where she's empathizing with Ryan's plight, just that the idea of her kid not having a father bothers her because she didn't have one. But it doesn't seem to bother her that Ryan won't have his child. Like, she doesn't seem to consider that or care about that at all.
0: Yeah.
2: So the story trying to make me feel something for her dilemma here isn't working because... From the moment she found out that the fathers wouldn't be allowed to be in their children's lives, you saw her face. She heard, she'd already made up her mind. It wasn't even a decision for her. Like, she was just like, well, that sucks. But, oh, well. Like, she'd already decided mm-hmm. she was going to go along with that. And I just don't see any empathy for Ryan having his his baby taken from him. Like, that doesn't seem like she's upset about that at all. She's upset about how it makes her look. She's upset Mm -hmm. about, you know, well, I'm losing one of my guaranteed people who take care of me, but she does not seem upset that Ryan is losing something here. She's already made up her mind. She doesn't seem to feel guilty about it so much as she knows telling Ryan will make him upset, will make him look at her differently, and it might make him give her up. And that seems to be the only thing she cares about. And so this scene doesn't work that well for me. She just comes off as very, very selfish.
1: Which is very Selene. When she decided that she wasn't going to tell Ryan yet, but she was kind of telling May, she knew very well that May would end up telling Ryan in some way, so someone else would do the dirty work for her, so she wouldn't have to be the one to instantly go to Ryan. (laughs) Because she didn't want to be the one to tell him that, because... You know that, from her point of view, Ryan could
2: cause trouble for her, and that would look reflect badly on her. When she and May are talking, May actually says, "Poor Ryan." Mm-hmm. Like even May thought about it from Ryan's perspective. Yeah. When Celine did not. In fact, after like May says something along the lines of like, "Poor Ryan, how's he taking this news?" you know Celine made it about herself again like I feel bad enough as it is I haven't told him
1: mm-hmm.
2: like even May is showing more empathy for Ryan and she's like the last person on the planet who should give a crap about Ryan you know what I mean um the way you know May has been written she shouldn't care at all and yet she does she thought about him finding out that he wouldn't be there with his child she thought to go check on him that's the only reason he finds out mm-hmm. is because she was Thinking about his feelings and thinking, wow, Ryan must be taking this really bad. I feel like checking That's in cool. on him and making sure he's okay, only to discover that once again her friend is, you know, kicking the can down the road, not dealing with stuff and makes a quick exit left. <laughs> like, uh, never mind. Sorry. I didn't say anything. Um, it's just, it's crazy that they don't give Celine even one moment to state, I feel terrible for Ryan. I never wanted to do this to him. You know, or anything. She doesn't care how it will affect him. Just make it easier for me, Ryan. Don't make me feel bad about this thing that I already agreed to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay. I'm fine. If this is what she's decided to do, I'm fine with that. But you can't make me feel sorry for someone who shows zero empathy for anyone else.
3: Yeah. So um, just another good example of how Ryan and Celine are really... Just together because of the trauma that they share, But they're not really a... Um, they're just such a toxic couple. And um, yeah, I don't think they should be together. Even even if they have a kid. So yeah, it's just a bad situation.
1: I honestly think that kid would have been better off with Ryan than with her.
2: But again, it's a good climax to a bad story that we've been dragged through for so long that it doesn't have the impact it should when Ryan learns the truth, one, we saw it coming down the pipe ages ago Two, the saga of Ryan and Celine has been, as this mm. Carlin says, so toxic and dysfunctional that it's hard to be invested in it. You're just waiting for it to end, you know, and you're like, okay, oh, hey, we're finally there. <laughs> like, it's over. There's no coming back from this now. So let's just pack it up, kids. <laughs> They're done. <laughs> it's done. This is the worst thing she could have done to him. And there's no fixing it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a relief in a way. <laughs> like <laughs> Ryan's like, finally, okay, yeah, I'm not going to have you anymore. That's fine. But you're not going to get me to miss my baby. He's like, yes, finally. <laughs>
2: that uh, Ryan, oh, my gosh, the mm. heartbreak on Ryan's face mm. when he's looking at her. And you just see everything crumble. Like, there was a certain amount of faith he still wanted to have in Celine, you know, and mm-hmm. she... Just ripped that from him. Like, there are things, like when you're dating someone or just someone in your life, you, even if you have a falling out, you tell yourself there's a line they'd never cross. Mm-hmm. Certain things I don't have to worry that they'd ever do to me, no matter how mad they get with me or whatever. And I think for Ryan, it was okay, there's a line she never crossed. She wouldn't take my child from me. She wouldn't touch the one thing she knows matters to me more than anything. I can't believe that she would do that. She's not that kind of person. And she just did. She mm. just took everything mm-hmm. away. Like reached into his chest and ripped out his life force.
1: And and this baby is the only reason he's still
2: here in his world well in the first place. Every ounce of faith he's mm. ever had in her he you, it's just crumbling to dust in front of him, in front of all of us. We have to watch that. And it breaks my heart. Even though I knew it was coming, we all knew it was coming. Uh, Ryan does such a great job acting the scene and this could have been such a fabulous climax to their story. If the rest of it hadn't been very repetitive and mundane and so simplified, you know, they could have used this season three to give uh, Celine a little bit more depth in her conflict showed she had actual conflict. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like actually showed that she, felt conflict over what she was doing that she did care about how it was affecting Ryan, but still believed it, it needed to be done so that we could feel something for her and having to make such a difficult choice but they chose not to do that with celine so instead you just you don't feel anything you're just like wow celine's a selfish cow you know that's how you end up feeling um because they didn't decide to give her any depth through any of this. She's just looking out for herself and that's that. And so you're just waiting for it to be over. And I, I wish I could have had some empathy for Celine during this scene. I really do. But the way they wrote her, I I don't. You know, I'm like, Celine, are you surprised how can you be surprised? Like, how how are you asking this guy for anything, begging him you know, we all know the tears are for yourself, not for him or what happened between you two. And but that's because the writers chose not to give her anything deeper, which they could have with the storyline. So, yeah, I'm just like, OK, fine. It's over. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll say I feel bad for the Ryan and Celine shippers. You know, they were genuine and they held out till the end. And <laughs> they really wanted this to work. And um too bad. They held out hope that it they would... They held
0: on for ages, but... It did. <laughs> Beyond all hope.
2: <laughs> they really held on. It's like, sorry guys, this was always going to end in tears. And that must have been pretty devastating for them.
0: <laughs> okay, before we get to that final scene, just a very quick uh, detour. Um, now spying for the rebels, May goes on a mission to locate the Chosen's fuel dump. And she once again enters a restricted area starts copying down information when a guard approaches and she has to hide, eventually saved by the appearance of another guard. Uh, yeah, just briefly, like, any thoughts on Meg entering that restricted area again?
2: At least the Chosen are consistent in how bad they are when it comes to looking for things. <laughs> and guarding things. That's all I can think, is that one, I don't know how she got in the room again. Two, <laughs> the way that uh, Chosen has to deliberately not see her. <laughs> <laughs> Also, <laughs> like I thought, I thought she drew a picture
1: of that map before,
2: didn't she? And now she just was sitting there looking at it. She didn't. I don't think she drew anything. Uh, but um, yeah, the way that Chosen is deliberately keeping his eyes above like a certain length, so that there's no way he could possibly—that's <laughs> hilarious to me. Like, how big is this room supposed to be that you wouldn't look under the most obvious piece of the furniture for someone maybe being under it or whatever? Um. That's hilarious. That's funny. Uh, but I guess the only thing that works, I do like the construction of the reason that guard doesn't find her aside from his eyeballs not working is that he's interrupted by another Chosen because of the fight between Ryan and the Guardian. That, that's like, okay, that's workshopped together nicely. Like he Maybe he would have caught her. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he would have caught her if, <laughs> if he hadn't been interrupted. If he only had a brain. He might have been about to look down. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It was so close. But yeah, that's all I got to say about that scene. Like, how did you get in there again? Why is this room still not guarded? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Like, at least you could have filmed her, like, watching the guards and waiting for a shift change. And then trying to duck in before the other guard shows back up or something. And the reason the other guard doesn't show up is because of the fight with the guard. You know, something like that. But instead... Nope, door's unguarded, per usual. Heck, like, even if she would have
1: gone in after she saw Ryan Storm towards the Guardian, you know?
2: They wanted that tension. Will she get caught? It's like these guys would be able would have to be able to see stuff for her to get caught.
1: Yeah. I'm still surprised they managed to find Chloe and Patsy.
2: Yes. I'm so curious, like how did they catch Chloe and Patsy? <laughs> oh my gosh
0: that brings us to our final thoughts of the episode. Forget it, one of the Maulrats went crazy and attacked the Guardian. Come on! You're a dead man now! Ah! An angry Ryan forces Casey to unlock his chains with the Skeleton Key before going on a rampage, downing six chosen guards before finally attacking the Guardian. The two fight, with Ryan eventually overpowering him and starting to choke him before more guards enter and Ryan is taken away. Uh, Yeah, what did you make of Ryan's attacks?
2: Well done, fight coordinator. I gotta say, (laughs) they did a pretty good job with this. um, Especially since it is the actors doing the stunts. And Mm -hmm. fake fighting is hard if you're not trained to do it. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed this fight. And I was also glad that Ryan was giving an actual hurrah. Like a hero's ending. It's a righteous sort of ending. What he's fighting for. What he's mm-hmm. angry about, you know, you want him to win. You're rooting for him. The way animalistically launching himself at Jaffa and Jaffa's desperately trying to defend his own life. Like, that's all really good. I, I, I like it.
1: I'm so glad they gave Ryan a scene like that. And not just give us a little notion next episode. Oh, yeah, did you hear? Ryan tried attacking the Guardian, and now he's gone, just like everyone else. You know, I'm I'm glad they went this way. You know, it's... But seeing Ryan do this, and knowing how Alice can be, makes me so frustrated that these two just went down without a fight against the Chosen.
2: I agree, that crossed my mind watching this. I was just like, why haven't you guys gotten out yet? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I know you could have done this at another time, you know. Um, You're just showing me evidence that you could have broken out of this place. (laughs)
1: If you wanted to, but Ryan didn't want to. He wanted to stay where Celine wanted to stay. It's all her fault.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I thought I did like the scene. It still crushes me that the reason this is happening, once again, Ryan only gets this kind of physical when you've touched his heart. You know, when you've mm-hmm. gotten too close to home. And last time we saw him go ham on someone, it was because they'd attacked Celine, And uh, that's the only thing that brings it, brings it out of him. And so you know that Ryan is absolutely finished. He's so devastated. This is the only emotion he can feel. He does not care what this is going to lead to for him. It, it really does just break my heart so bad. And you deserve so much better than this, Ryan. You really did. mm mm-hmm. It
1: feels like a good build-up, though. You know, first he lost, they lost uh, Chloe, they lost Patsy, and now his baby. These creeps, his wife and his baby. It's I get why he explodes.
2: And even now, even though she is the source of mm-hmm. this pain, um, it's not her he blames. It's not her he attacks, you know. Well, Somewhere in his brain he's still telling himself that she... It's like when he attacked Bray you know he it's Celine he's really mad at it's Celine he doesn't trust it's but he has to take it out on Bray mm-hmm. like i wish i i want to destroy your face so she won't want you anymore you know um rather than acknowledging that Celine's the source of the problem and uh she should just let her go for Ryan Poor Ryan mm-hmm. it's
0: just sad yeah <laughs>
3: um i thought the scene was a bit goofy just from the fact that he managed to clear out the entire mall, just about nearly destroyed the set as a, as a process when he the <laughs> Guardian.
1: This is Ryan in Berserk mode. No, that's yeah. totally
2: fair, Kyle.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that needs to be a thing on, like, the Tri Wiki page. Uh, Ryan Hulk mode, or Berserk mode, whatever, because he mm-hmm. does this through time to time, throughout, like, throughout seasons, and when he's like this, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think he's more unstoppable than like Zoot AI, more unstoppable than the virus itself, so...
1: Ryan is actually using his emotions um, in this. His emotions power well, basically, Ryan Berserk mode. (laughs)
3: Mm. Or we can say that the second strand of the virus affected him differently, and now we no. see it in full swing. <laughs> Just like no, Bruce Banner.
1: We, you know, we, we see him get mad when it's at first when it's about Sandra getting hurt, later on when it's about Celine, and now his baby being taken from him. Yeah, it's, this man will fight until he has no more fight left in him for those he loves.
2: Yeah, but he's not wrong in that. It is goofy when these yeah. people have been captive for so long mm. and then Ryan just swoops in and it's like, well, why have you been captive? <laughs> you just should have said it, Ryan.
3: They're mm. having a great time for an escape. Yeah. They're too busy on Ryan right now.
2: they <laughs> 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 been here this long.
1: I do, I do wonder with the escape plan we see later with you know Alice and Ned, I wonder what would have happened if Ryan would have stayed we have gotten something like that because I can definitely see Ryan knocking holes through walls (laughs) he manages to in this episode
0: I can't even remember what the last half of season
1: it is it's where you have Alex and Ned trying to make a hole in
2: walls so someone can escape through it in the basement that suddenly appears and has Uh been there the whole time (laughs)
3: Yep. <laughs> it's the greatest greatest season finale.
2: I'm actually curious as to why Ryan got an actual ending. Now, I'm not mad that he got one. Like, mm-hmm. they all should have gotten one, but I'm just curious as to why Ryan did get one when none of the other characters who had to leave got one. Like, this was clearly thought out, you know, and planned for. So they yeah. clearly knew that Ryan was leaving and um, wanted to have him go out on a dramatic bang. And that Mm -hmm. makes me wonder, once again, why is it only the the dramatic stuff that they want to give any attention to? Like, it's got to be romantic dramatic. It can't be any other kind of dramatic that they'll spend all this energy focusing on. But, you know, Patsy and Chloe, that's not dramatic enough to have your attention. So they just disappear into the fog in between episodes, you know, and... You know what I mean? I'm just curious as to what was it about Ryan where they were like, we'll actually give this attention because, you know, we can have romantic drama here, you know? And with Patsy and Chloe, they're like, yeah, they're leaving and we know they're leaving, but it's just not worth it to us. So, no ratings. You know, we didn't give them an interesting enough story, so we don't really... We're not going to put any effort into saying goodbye to them or something.
0: Uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one because, like, I don't think they handled Bray's disappearance that well, but... (sighs) yeah i don't know <laughs> it, it does stand out yeah that ryan does get <laughs> actual conclusion because their track record is really pretty bad <laughs> okay
2: like okay take uh, when amber is resurrected when you think about all of the stuff they could have done with a friend of theirs coming back from the dead but the only thing they focused on was the romantic drama what it meant mm-hmm. for amber and bray and Ebony, the evil witch. But they don't give any attention to anybody else who cared about her. No. And might be shocked that she's back. Dal doesn't give any attention. He's just happy she's alive. Ta-da, it's over. There's nothing else to say about it. You're here. I have no questions. I I don't have any conflict. Nothing. <laughs> it, it's just like, if it's not romantic drama, they are not interested in exploring how the actions would affect the characters. And it's, you know... They don't get anything. So I think that's why they gave Ryan a send off because it was dramatic for he and Sunny. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it, it's
1: because people were invested in their relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, there was no way like, I think we could anyone would have accepted just Ryan just disappeared one day. <laughs> that was it, <laughs> without any kind of fallout or build up.
1: It it might have been too complex to just have him vanish. Yeah.
2: They clearly had no problem
1: doing it before. Yeah, but you know, with this with Ryan and the whole effect it has on Celine after that that he's gone, but it also solves her problem because he's gone. Um it's if if he had just vanished then Celine might have, you know, wondered about it and we can't have people wondering about things
2: like that. I doubt it. I really don't. I don't. I can't give him that kind of credit because they could have easily, if they wanted to give him the the same kind of attention they gave Chloe and Patsy, um, they could have just had. We would have had them, had him and Celine, have their argument, and then we don't see him for the rest of the episode. The next episode, we would have found out he attacked the Guardian, and he's gone. Yeah. Celine could have still reacted the way she reacted. Yeah, fair enough. They only gave this attention because there was a romantic story attached. It's the same reason Jack mm-hmm. got a goodbye because there was a romantic story between him and Ellie attached. Mm-hmm. Anybody, if it's not romantic, they don't care. You know what I mean? Um, like okay, the only reason why
0: fair, yeah, it's a fair. Yeah.
2: Dal only gets a goodbye because they were like, "Oh, we reunited him and Amber, and let's pretend how much she cared about him now." You know what I mean? Like <laughs>
0: that's true.
2: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I honestly don't think he would have got that if Amber wasn't in the picture. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. They would have just, we would have found out that poor Dal fell to the chosen or disappeared on a raid or something, you know. And it's not like they put any work into exploring that friendship rebuilding or how they felt about finding each other. They just were like, we'll just have a dramatic goodbye between them so that Amber can have a reason to leave. And Mm -hmm. the other complexities of like human emotions that people feel, they don't want to put the time in.
0: No, 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 that's true. I'm, like, I'm just going for everybody who is here and leaves, yeah. No, no, that's that's, that's pretty much on point.
2: Honestly, I'm just glad Ryan's finally been put out of his misery. Because, jeez. hmm This poor guy hasn't been happy since... Like, genuinely happy <laughs> for so long.
3: Don't.
0: That's bad. <laughs> such a bad thought. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, he hasn't been happy since, you know, he... In season two, when Celine told him that she was pregnant. That's the last time Ryan has been genuinely happy. And ever since then, it's just, and even then, before that, he wasn't really happy. You know, <laughs> it's like, he's just, his life has been a total misery. So I'm just like, go forth and be free, Ryan. That's why I wrote him a different story of where he ended up, because, like, he deserved a happy ending. You guys tortured this poor kid. Mm hmm.
0: Oh, so, such a horrible thought. Yeah, he's not it is happy for horrible. So, so long.
2: <laughs> wow, I watch it anymore, you know. So, bye. <laughs> trust, trust me, Ryan. You'll be better off. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was sorry to see Ryan go. I didn't like when I first saw mm-hmm. it. I didn't know we wouldn't ever see him again. I thought, you know, well, eventually we're gonna see these guys again, right? I did not realize this was the last time. Mm -hmm. So looking back on it in retrospect, since it was the last time I saw Ryan, I'm glad he went out like this fighting Mm -hmm. and just giving a little bit back. And he almost had the guardian. He almost had him. (laughs) So close, Ryan. So close. Messed up his hair and everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The way he launches himself across that desk. Oh my gosh, Oh he committed and again that had to have been really hard stunt work because it's not like these guys were trained stunt performers and that had to have been really har- hard to do and I'm certain that they might have hurt themselves um, it was not a soft landing <laughs> he threw himself just through the air like that like that couldn't have felt good but Ryan was like I'm here for it let's do it <laughs> I was to you, dude,
1: Ah, uh, and to think when I saw this for the very first time when I was young, I actually still had the innocent hope that we would later on see Ryan and Chloe
2: wherever they were kept i I thought that's what was going to happen, like I had no idea we'd never see Patsy again we you know mm. we'd never see yeah. Ryan again. And- It just was like, no, they wouldn't have Chloe and Patsy disappear if we were never going to see them again. We'll see them again. Same thing I figured with Jack again, eventually. Um,
1: I even had that thought thought for Danny at some time.
2: And then as time goes on and you don't see them again, you're like, what? Are you you saying that was it? That was was it it. for that character?
0: (laughs) That was just kind of, yeah.
2: (laughs) And it's things like this
1: that make me wonder why on earth I assumed Bray would be back. After the start of season
0: four. Oh yeah. No, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Once it reached that point, I was like, yep, <laughs> he ain't coming back. <laughs> Cause they do handle it so badly. He's like, yeah, nah, he ain't coming back. <laughs> I'm glad you had hope. But I was like, nope, that's it. <laughs> he's
2: gone. No, about that one. Um, there were so many people who disappeared at the beginning of season four mm-hmm. that I only concluded, these guys have must've have left the show mm-hmm. because they, they just disappeared. There's all of these people. And I was like, mm-hmm. there's only one...
0: There's a re- right.
2: I was like, there's only one reason <laughs> all of these characters would disappear like this. And it's because they decided not to come back to the show um, for this season. So I didn't think... I was actually like, you know what? I won't be surprised if I don't, these
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, Bray was the oddest one to disappear like that and not come back. But that's
2: because they focus so much on Bray and Amber. That is true, I mean, yeah. I think sometimes it depends on if a story brings any emphasis to the character who's gone, um like, for example, they stopped talking about Danny really quick, so I was like, "Oh, we're meant to forget her because mm-hmm. they're trying very hard to make us forget her very existence. um so I figured out really quick, we're probably never going to see Danny again. They don't want us to remember her, but then when there are other characters and they're gone, like Bray. They kept talking about him, you know, Amber's determination to find him. And the same thing here in season three, Ryan keeps being brought up. Celine's determined she can't let it go. Um, So there's a part of you that's like, well, they must be coming back at some point, you know, Mm -hmm. because they're working so hard to keep this character in our memory. They can't possibly be gone, gone. And so it does make sense that for certain characters, you're like, Well, we're going to see him again, right? (laughs) Like, they're not gone. (laughs) And then you're shocked when, wait, they're gone? Like, we aren't ever seeing them again? (laughs) Then why'd you keep talking about him like that, you know? I do wonder, some of that is just fishing to keep you watching. Because I really do think they Mm -hmm. did that in Season 3 with Bray. Like, talking about him the way they did was so that we would hold on Mm -hmm. in the hope, if, let's say, you were Bramber, you're holding on for the hopes that you'll see these two finally be reunited And, um, so that's why they make sure that Amber doesn't ever let go of the hope finding him so that you don't ever stop watching because maybe, you know,
1: (laughs) and then they give her Jay.
2: and then they gave her Jay, and all hope is gone. And even then you might've been a hold on thinking, Oh, Oh wow. What? When Bray comes back, he's going to be so upset or whatever. And... (laughs)
0: See, after because the Danny situation, I was like, yep, that's it. He ain't coming back. This is the replacement. <laughs> yeah, I, knew <laughs> I, I knew at that point, it was like, yep, Jay, mm-hmm. that's it. My, He's not coming back. That's it. <laughs> the door is closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless Jay goes through a grisly death, we, we ain't getting him back.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dream die,
0: folks. <laughs> Sorry, Jay fans, but... um. <clears throat> <yeah.
2: laughs> Oh
1: yeah, there are some of those, there?
0: <laughs> there are. They exist. We do have J-fans. He's got that preppy boy band look. He's very like
2: mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was originally a J-fan. <laughs> I actually liked him quite a bit when he first showed up on the scene. I was like, but that's because I thought he was a bit of a bad guy. And I liked him as a bad guy. And I loved him and Ebony together. I was like, finally! She found a terrible person who's perfect for her. This is amazing! (laughs) And then when he screwed her over, I was like, wait, where are we going with this? What's happening? Wait, you're trying to say he's a good guy? No, 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 no!
1: It's the way it always goes. Ebony Trudy, and then they go for... Wait, 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 no, no. I don't understand this. He's not
2: a good guy. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Amber? <laughs> I would never fall for this psychopath. What are you doing? Oh my gosh, he was awful. <laughs> it was a total shock. Uh,
0: but yeah, at least we got a goodbye for Ryan.
2: He will be missed. Appreciated as much as he should have been when he was here. He deserved so much better than he got. But, you know, he got a great send off. Got to do what a lot of people wanted to do. At
1: least he got an ending.
2: He got an ending. I mean, they try to milk it like there was going to be hope to see him again and stuff, but. But at least he got the fi- film that finally. If anyone deserved to punch the Guardian in the face, it was yeah. him or, or Trudy. Both of <laughs> them. True. I take both of them mm-hmm. punching him in the face. <laughs> Nobody deserved it better than those two. Because of all the lives that got wrecked by Jaffa, Ryan and Trudy got the worst deal. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like, those are people who could be like, this guy ruined my life. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> and Nothing will ever be the same. I am beyond traumatized. I need so much therapy now.
1: <laughs> and unlike certain other people, they didn't get the luxury of getting killed off. The luxury?
3: <laughs>
1: hey, in Danny's case,
2: <laughs> getting killed off versus the trauma Trudy got. I just imagine that Danny got her happy ending someplace else, just like Ryan. She was better off without these people. Just go <laughs> forth and multiply, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> go find another civilization to save, you know? All
0: right, that brings Series 3 Episode 20 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And as always, if I take part in a future episode, please just send us a message on our Facebook page or on our website, thetribe.co.uk or, of course, on Instagram. And we'll see you next time for episode 21. Until then, bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. bye.